It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. And as always, I am Bryce. And with me today, Charlie, I think we both have our own little sob stories over the course of this two weeks. What do you think, buddy? Should we go cry in the corner together? I know you called me Charlie. And in case anyone doesn't know, I'm Charlie. You are. Um, Should we go cry in a corner together? Bryce, we stopped doing that a year and a half ago, and we made a pact about it. So, dang it. Okay, I'll bring the lotion next time. All I right. mean, uh, the tissues. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Now that <laughs> now that this isn't too weird or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Charlie, I think we both need a laugh after this week. Uh, it's been quite crazy for the both of us. Both of us. The both us. Yeah. The both us. Um, Charlie, let's cut to the shit. And uh, let's let's do it. Let's, let's do what we do it. best. Bryce, let's talk some football. Charlie, let's do it. Cheers. Hopefully you don't cry. No promises. Yeah, me either. Mm. Ah. Charlie, if I were to say that was my first beer over the course of this week or first alcoholic drink, I'd lie to you. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's been a long week, buddy. Yeah. Been a long two weeks, really. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how the season's progressing because it seems like we record and then all the shit happens and then we have to record and catch up with all the shit and then make up from all the other shit that happens throughout the shit between the shit that happened last week, the shit that happened this week. Just a lot of shit going on. Not sure I followed you at all. A lot of shit flinging. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's hard to keep up with. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, let's let's start out with the the first and foremost Christian McCaffrey trade, and uh, ironically, it happens between our two teams. It did indeed. Um, Charlie, I, I'm going to give my little um, spinoff on it, and I'll let you do your spinoff. I think that's the only fair way to go about this. Would you agree? Um, I promise I won't be long. I've kind of I've practiced this all week long, and I've got it down. If you think you could do it quickly, then I think we can get through this and move on without any <laughs> tears. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, ah. I don't know what was happening uh, there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not crying. Okay, crying. good. Okay. So Looks like you're crying. Hey, can I go? Yeah. All right, Panthers fans. It's a tough week. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, best player in recent Panther history, gets traded off to the San Francisco 49ers. For what was a haul of draft picks. Now, some Panthers fa- fans may say that we didn't get enough draft capital. Well, I'd like to argue that. Okay, uh, A second, a third, a fourth, and a next year's fifth. Okay, All for one player. All right? Well, that's a pretty good haul. All right? What you turn that into is up to Scott Fitterer and whoever the next head coach is going to be. We'll talk about that later. Um, but that's a pretty good haul for one player. Uh, it speaks to the volumes of the type of player that Christian McCaffrey 
is and was for the Panthers. Um, it's disheartening. It's just it's it's disheartening to see your best player get traded away from your franchise in a pit of misery, um, and you're left with absolutely no hope uh, and literally no one truly to cheer for uh, since majority of the fans that were actually still going to the games, probably 90% of them had him a Christian McCaffrey jersey, myself included. Um, it adds to the um, the concerningly longer list of Panthers players jerseys that I have that are no longer on the team. I should say former Panthers players uh, that are no longer on the team anymore. Uh, it's quite frustrating. Do I understand the move? Yes, absolutely. He's the number one best player. We're obviously building for the future. We need draft picks. Unfortunately, our uh, terrible previous head coach and our GM decided that trading for Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield would help this franchise out. Well, we know where we're at now. And basically all the draft capital that we got for Christian McCaffrey makes up for both of those mistakes named Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. So, am I happy we got the draft capital back? Yes. Am I sad that we traded Christian McCaffrey away? Absolutely. Do I think the Panthers as a franchise will be better off without Christian McCaffrey? Yes. I believe... Wait. Yeah, just let me finish. Please, God, let me finish. All right. Okay? That's the first word I said the entire podcast. <coughs> I am happy that Christian McCaffrey is going back to the Bay. We all know he was a Stanford guy. You could not write a better story for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm super excited to go for him to go to the Niners and go do what he does best in a system in which he will absolutely or should absolutely flourish. Because we all know the last thing the Niners needed was a guy like this because their offense is so good. But you put a guy like this in a system like that, sky's the limit, and the limit is named Jimmy G. (laughs) Charlie, with that, I will pass it off to you. Chris McCaffrey is a running back, right? Yes. Well, he can't play wide receiver. We flirted with putting him out in the slot this year. Right, so now we have a player, a running back that can line up as, as a wide, wide receiver, receiver, we have a wide receiver that lines up as a running back. So you're getting more towards positionless cross, and you have a tight end that can line up as a left tackle. And a fullback that can line up as a tight end. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Now, if you just had a quarterback that could make a throw more than 10 yards down the field, I think you'd be all right. He can, and he does. and uh, Not often, but not accurately. Actually, accurately. He just <laughs> needs people that can catch the ball. That's why we went and got Christian McCaffrey. Um, Debo can't so catch ball. The face, you can't catch ball. The Kittle face catch ball. of the Panthers franchise is mm-hmm. now in a 49ers uniform. So that's he fun. did look. He did look really cool. I was super glad that the Niners busted out your favorite jersey with the shadow black, yep. red jerseys with the white pants. He looked sick. Like it looks. I first thing I thought. I thought this was a, a Stanford jersey. I mean, he, McCaffrey looks sick, even with the new number twenty three instead of twenty two. He, he just he looks sick. He looks absolutely sick. I could not be happier for Christian McCaffrey getting away from the dumpster fire that is the Panthers. You know what's funny is when you start when you did your little spiel, I said one word, I said wait, and you're like, let me finish. Because <laughs> you were about to get on me about Christian about to, McCaffrey. I was about to start talking, and then you just like took it back over. I mean, it happens every pod multiple times, but mm. you know, just making that point. Yeah. Um, 
So, face of the franchise of the Panthers now in a 49ers uniform. When it happened, I tried to wake you up. Instead, you couldn't wake up, which I understand. But then I woke up Drew just because I was so amped up about it. I woke up Daisy, my eight-month-old, to tell her the good news. I did. I was. I saw your call, and I did wake up. And I ignored your call because I could not bear to talk to you at the moment. Did you know what happened or did you read my text? I I saw your call and I thought, oh shit, he wouldn't be calling me without something actually happening. First thing I did, check Twitter, saw the news. Okay, well I'm happy you checked Twitter and could not muster to call you back. That's fair. And I understand that. Um Either way, I'm obviously super excited. It uh it really, it just set the weekend off right for me. Um, but when when it happened, it was so late at night. I barely, I mean, I did get a hold of Drew, but he was so asleep that eleven thirty like, East Coast time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was late, um, and I couldn't celebrate with my wife. And and then, believe it or not, first thing Friday morning when we woke up, first words out of my mouth. 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey last night. You know what her response was? What's that? Well, that was stupid. <laughs> I was like, go back to sleep, please. And wake up when you're ready to be an adult yeah. about this. Uh, but her concerns were my concerns the week before. Injuries? Injury history. Yeah. Salary cap. Now, Not this year, though. What's great is this year... We have a very small hit. Um, y'all will eat the rest of most of the year. We're getting a six, we're paying six hundred ninety thousand to them, um, and it is it will be between twelve and twelve point five million over the next three years. And there's only one million dollars guaranteed for injury. That made me feel like twenty six million dollars worth times better. Yeah. I mean, it, and the good thing is he will restructure. He is such a loyal guy. He will absolutely restructure. And obviously the McCaffrey's and the Shanahan's go way, way back. Oh yeah. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was Christian's babysitter at some point. Yep. So it's like, he obviously wants to be there. Yeah. And the Panthers worked with Christian McCaffrey to decide who they were going to trade him to. Because not only were the Niners interested, Rams Rams were interested. And the Rams were going to send us back Cam Akers instead of the additional third-round pick. So the Rams had the same exact value as you guys did, but were going to give us Cam Akers instead of that third-round pick that you gave us. We took the pick instead of Cam Akers, which I think was a smart move. I think so, too. And so here we are. Um. The Bills were interested, and the Broncos were interested. Bills and Broncos, from what I understand, only both of them only offered one first-round pick, and that's it. They weren't willing to move any bit more than that. Panthers, obviously, because we had the lack of picks between Darnold and Baker, we chose you got better odds if you get more picks. Right. Um, the reason why the Niners were able to give up so many picks, I think it's important to talk about. We have six compensatory picks this year for moving uh, Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel, 
and Martin Mayhew, who is an executive for the Commanders now, all um, black men. So you get compensatory picks for developing minorities. We will get another compensatory pick for this draft. Is Salah considered? Would you consider him black? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He is Arabian. Okay. And then um, Mike McDaniel's half. Half black, yep. Yeah. And then Martin Mayhew's black. Cool. Um, And then, uh, good call. But, and this year, when D'Amico Ryans goes to Charlotte to be their head coach, or whoever's head coach, which, I mean, before we'll, the past two weeks, we'll talk he was going to be a head coach. We'll talk about it later. But either way, yeah. I think it's likely D'Amico Ryans will move on to be a head coach this year, and we'll get another compensatory pick this year, and then more in the coming years so that will help but we have usually compensatory picks are in the fourth and fifth round last year our compensatory pick for mike mcdaniel was a third um so it could be anywhere between three and five and so we we do have those extra picks um that was a that helped us make the move and i'm really excited to see what what our offense is going to look like with Christian McCaffrey. I think this week he will be productive, um, but I really think... So after this week, we have a bye, mm-hmm. and then we're going to see pretty much wide-open playbook um, after that. So it's definitely time to drop. If you had Elijah Mitchell sitting on your IR, drop him. If you had Jeff Wilson, drop him. Uh, I, I, the only reason I think you would hold on to Jeff Wilson is just for... A desperate flex play at this point, but yeah, I agree with you, Charlie. Christian McCaffrey is going to just absolutely continue to steal the field time. So I want to lead off with this. This will be the last question we talk about over the McCaffrey thing because I'm running out of tissues over here from crying my eyes out. Um, but what obviously, Charlie, this move symbolizes the Niners going what you could say all in on their championship window. What are your thoughts on that? Positive, negative? Do you feel like they are in their window? Can they do what they need to do, especially after seeing what happened on Sunday? What are your thoughts as far as their future goes? Um, No, yeah, I'm very optimistic. I'm okay with sliding into the playoffs because we're a hard team to beat in the playoffs when we get there. So... However, we get there. So right now we are three and four. Last year we started three and five and made it to the NFC Championship game. Um, we do have a tough schedule, but I'd rather us be playing our best football after the bye. Um, and I mean, yeah, we have a, we have a, a lot of tough teams that we play after the bye. We open up, uh, I think, Monday night against the, the Chargers general feeling of not having basically any draft picks in the next couple of years here. No, we still have a lot because of all those compensatory picks. Right. No, I'm sorry. Should say first round, first or second round picks potentially. Yeah. Uh, the earliest pick we have will be second round 2024. Whew. So Whew. it does make draft week a little less, feel a little less like Christmas. Yeah. Um. But, I, I am thrilled with, with the move. I mean, obviously, we gave up a lot, but I really see it helping us uh, in yeah, a big way. Again, you, you drop, like, the Niners have always been known, you could drop, as you say, a grocery bagger as your running back. Right. And he'll probably rush for over 100 yards. You drop a, a five-star talent like Christian McCaffrey there, I, 
I I can't wait to see what he does. I I am excited as an ex, as a Panthers fan to see how well they can use McCaffrey because obviously there were some years where the Panthers utilized him. Yes, but I feel like Shanahan will be able to truly unlock his potential and be able to get Christian the type of matchups that the Panthers were truly never able to do. One yeah. last thought on this. Um, George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey are apparently pretty close. Um, we've talked about my brother-in-law's friend from college mm-hmm. who makes suits. suits. Yeah, He makes them for George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey, among other people. But when I was at my brother-in-law Reed's wedding, I was talking to this guy, and he said, George and Christian really want to play with each other. Just look out for something like that happening. And I just saw... A, there's no way George goes to Carolina while he's under contract with the 49ers. B, there's no way Christian goes to the 49ers while under contract with the Panthers. Unforeseen circumstances, boom, it happens. And so I messaged him right away. I'm like, you called it. But so at least Christian also gets to go in a locker room with a very close friend of his. Mm-hmm. Um so back that, home, that's really cool. Yep, you know, back, back home, home. Obviously, that's what yep. I'm saying. Like it, it is, you could not script it up any better for honestly both parties. Right. I, I do truly think, although and the a lot Panthers, of people think that the Panthers won this trade, a lot uh, the Niners got roasted on their grade for this trade. So yep. I do think it is a win-win scenario for both teams right now. I know that Panthers fans. I know that is hard to say, but I think we all know we got to look towards the future. And although Christian is an absolute stud, you have to look at it as a number situation. Christian was the last major running back to get paid like Todd Gurley kind of numbers. The sustainability of that, obviously, as we see throughout the NFL, is just not there. The Niners are going to have to work around some cap space issues. Of all people, John Lynch can do it. Yep. But they're going to have to do some finagling and have to check their P's and Q's and get the calculator out. Well, while we're on this topic, I kind of want to talk about the potential that everyone believed for a fire sale in Carolina. And the Panthers were offered two first-round draft picks for Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers turned it down, and they said Brian Burns is absolutely not available. DJ Moore is absolutely not available. Derek Brown, not available. Derek Brown, not available. Horn, not available. And so you don't find a pass rusher like Brian Burns in the draft, right? And, like, that's it, why, and that just takes development. Like, yes, although that's you why can, someone offered two first round, two first round picks. Like, yeah, I could see it, but like where he's at, he deserves a to get paid because he's going to get paid after this year. Yep. Uh, but B, you don't get that kind of talent every now and then, right? I mean, you know, you just they just they don't they don't find themselves out and about. You got to be in the top five like the Giants did with Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, yeah. it's like they you just don't find guys like that around. And Brian Burns finally starting to, you know, find his way in the NFL as a dominant pass rusher. So, all right, Charlie, I, we, we've talked about this a lot and, and, and for good reason. But I do want to get on to a couple other uh, scenarios here. Uh, late last night during the game before kickoff, James Robinson. Uh well do you wanna you wanna go injuries first and then no okay so injuries Brees Hall tears his ACL that's an important injury to know last week gets hit didn't wasn't a severe it didn't look severe but obviously did enough that he did tear his ACL 
Brees Hall off to an absolute electric start comes to a very shocking and a stop, basically. Yep. Now the Jets are only left with Michael Carter as a dominant running back there. They go out and they make a trade right away, and they go get James Robinson out of Jacksonville, which has two fantasy implications. Travis Etienne, if you got him as a fantasy manager, I can't wait to see what those points do. Okay, It's going to kill me because I didn't get a chance to draft him, um, but he's going to absolutely take off and be RB1 moving forward. Which he was very much... He was starting to get that way. This last game. Last game, he um, was a dominant uh, RB1. And then... Uh, it was starting to move that way the previous weeks where they were getting the same amount of touches. ETN was out producing. James Robinson had one target last game, and that's it. That mm-hmm. was the only even chance to touch the ball. And that, and I, I think, obviously, you know, they do, they know what they're going to need out of ETN, but I think James Robinson just a different style of running back, and that's where I think it was good for both parties to move in a different direction. Not saying James Robinson can't catch the ball, but ETN is more dynamic, I would say. And in the beginning of the, the season, ball. the Jags were super James Robinson heavy. And because I feel like because they were winning games more. Mm-hmm. They were like in the lead more, able to pound the rock. Um, but, but now James Robinson goes Joe and Douglas joins Michael Jets. Carter in the Jets. And I think it'll be a solid 1A, one, one 1B one punch, Charlie. Michael Carter is still good. Yes. Um, but I think it'll be a good punch. I won't lie. I was I have James Robinson on one of my fantasy teams, and I was literally I had already submitted a waiver claim to drop James Robinson, pick up someone else, uh, until I heard the trade uh, the, the trade come across, and I'm keeping James Robinson. I'm gonna ride with him. Yep. I thankfully I'm in a position where I have enough running back depth to see where they're going to line out with James Robinson. But I think the Jets are a more downhill running type of team. Uh, and I think James Robinson is going to fit that style. So I'd like to see, I'd like to give James Robinson a chance uh, to see where he goes with it. I think it's a good fit going to the Jets and good on the Jets going to make a move that proves to this team, no, we're here. Yeah. We're, we're here, we're it. now, and we're going to make a push for this thing now. This is not... You know, oh, we're a couple years off. Like, no, we're here. Yep. We're, we're arriving. Yep. All right, Charlie. The other than that, um, we have one benching that made big-time news this week, Charlie. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan finally benched, benched for Sam Ellinger, which after reading the Twitter wheels and the rumors, it sounds like this was a Jim Ursay-led move. Not a Chris Ballard. Not a Frank Reich, a Jim Ursay, the owner type of move here. So interesting that he had that type of play, as some owners do or don't have that type of say within the building. Um, but I think uh, it is interesting considering that uh, Sam Ellinger has been kind of avoided as a potential he, candidate. He's thrown one pass. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's interesting. Uh, I think it is overdue, I will say that. Um, but it makes me concerned that, you know, what what were they not seeing in Sam Ellinger or were they just so blind to Matt Ryan and his tendencies that they weren't even thinking about Sam Ellinger even potentially playing on a week-to-week basis? Well, first of all, let's, let's just go, you know, for me it was very shocking until Bryce, who sent me the stats, nine interceptions for Matt Ryan, which is worse than the NFL. 24 sacks, which is tied worse in the NFL. 11 fumbles, which is worse in the NFL. Now, 
if you think about what their thoughts were in the offseason when they got him, we're going to put him behind. Even one of the, we thought. Right. Even Every, we th- everyone, everyone. Everyone thought. But, but if when you think about it as we're going to put him behind arguably the best offensive line of football, he's going to be in a system where we have arguably the best running game in football, this is going to work. This will work for any quarterback. Yeah. Um. Now, not only are those his numbers so far, but off of his turnovers, the opposing team has scored 56 points. Woo! So when you put it like that, and it's not like turnovers, and by saying that, it's not turnovers where the defense like, all right, well, we'll stop them. We're good. We'll get you the ball back. Shake it off. No, these these teams are scoring every time. So I think they have failed Matt Ryan, and Frank Reich had a conversation with Matt Ryan and told him that exactly. And I agree. They failed Matt Ryan. Um, it is un- It's really unfortunate. Uh, good for Sam Ellinger. Hopefully he's able to put some drives together here and there. And is this a punt on the season? And if it is, I mean, Frank Reich's seat has been going pretty hot, warm. cold, hot, cold. I think and I hot. think you could say Chris Ballard's seat is just as hot at this point. It really could be. I mean, this is what their fifth year in a row, uh, maybe fourth year in a row with, a one new year. different starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So I think between the two of them, it's time to start getting concerned. And if you can't put together something with Sam Ellinger, then you're, you're SOL, brother. You might be on the streets next year. And what's crazy to me is that Frank Wright came out and said Sam Ellinger is the starter for the rest of the season. Yeah. You even went as far as to say that. Yeah. Um, bold. And this smells of desperation to me. Yeah. I know you said that this was Jim Irsay. All of the quarterback decisions, except for... So I guess when they signed Carson Wentz, that was Frank Reich, and everyone was on board. Firing Carson Wentz, Jim Irsay. I guess getting Matt Ryan, everyone was on board. Jim Irsay saying no. So, <clears throat> sometimes you got to let the coaches coach. Um, and I, I do think Frank Reich's seat is hot. Whether it's warranted or not, I say warranted. But maybe there's a little bit too much meddling going on with Jim Irsay. I th- Those are my thoughts on it. And I, I do feel bad for Matt Ryan. This was supposed to work. It was. Uh, I did go back and rewatch the highlights from this game. And it does really look like he's struggling to get the ball out. Also, he has a sec- uh, grade two separated shoulder. I've been there. Scooter. So, Scooter yeah, it definitely, it's it's a struggle bus. Um, so, all right, Charlie, let's move on here. Um, Frank Clark uh, finally is, uh, receives his uh, disciplinary action, a two-game suspension. We said that they're on bye this week, but then he'll serve his two-game suspension over the next two weeks. Yeah, so this what was, was this from, for again? this was from June 2021, where he had a, uh, a firearm in his vehicle and it was concealed and it's not supposed to be. That's right. Um, against player conduct rules. Right. All right, buddy, let's move on to the injuries and we'll get into this week's games. Uh, Charlie, huge injuries. They start off with Brees Hall, as we mentioned, ACL tear, but even maybe worse, Elijah Vera Tucker for the Jets. Yeah. Left tackle. Yeah. So not only you're missing your star running back, but you're also missing your left tackle. Huge, huge losses for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, 
Sun face some adversity for the Jets. We'll see if they're the real deal or not. Yep. Real teams can take this adversity and continue to run with it. They might hit a speed bump, but they'll continue to run with but it. But guess what? Zach Wilson's undefeated this year. Well, we'll see. Um, Charlie, another season-ending injury. J.C. Jackson also tears his patella tendon. Done for the year. That is a tough, tough injury, Charlie. Well, here's the I thing. don't know how well you come back from that either. Okay. I thought you meant like a tough loss for the Chargers. I was going to say, well, he's been playing no, like just tough, trash. tough injury yeah. in general. Yeah, he has been very inconsistent for how much he's been paid. They paid him like a DB one, and he has not performed like a DB one. Performed like a DB four. Um, a tough injury for a tough start of the year for JC Jackson. You hate it for the player. Yep. Charlie, moving forward, we have DK Metcalf who also strained his patella tendon. It looks like he will be out for two to six weeks, potentially. Timeline is TBD. Uh, obviously, that is not something. The patella tendon is what attaches your kneecap. Uh, that is not something you typically want to rush back. No, Charlie. I would say not, especially as a wide receiver. Mike Williams suffers the ungodly high ankle sprain out at least two to five weeks, it looks like, moving forward, Charlie. Uh, David Njoku looks like he had the same type of injury. High ankle sprain out at least Two to five weeks. Charlie. Last goes. one. Kyle Juszczyk broke and dislocated his finger. They reset the finger in, in game. He just had surgery. Um, he's definitely out this week. Um, then we're on by. I'm thinking probably another week or two after that, though. If It'd be different if he was a defensive player and wasn't carrying the ball. Right. Um, but, so, that's that. Fair enough. All right, buddy. Are you ready for this week's games? Yes. Okay, let's do it. When you say this week's game. Well, last week's game. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, All right, so let's get into it. Thursday night football, what was an absolute uh, slugfest uh, in the first half, turned out to be somewhat a competitive game. Uh, Andy Dalton wasn't really sure if he was playing for the Cardinals or the Saints at this point. Um, He... Winded up throwing, I think, three total interceptions. One for a pick six. Two for a pick six. Two for a pick six. I'm back sorry. Back to back in the last two minutes of the first half. Uh, Isaiah Simmons taking one of those back and looking absolutely stellar as he did. Uh, Charlie, the Saints look discombobulated, but Charlie also, the Cardinals look like they got so much drama coming off that field. Uh, the famous uh, highlight from this game is Kyler Murray storming off the field, ripping off his helmet. And what looked to be in a yelling match with Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline. Oh, see, I have a different highlight from this game that I think is the best. Is Andy Dalton turning around on uh-huh. the first pick six? Yeah. And in the background, you see Mike Wilson or whoever it was. Yeah. Jumping. Diving in oh backwards. My God, that yeah. Is my that is a great pick. GIF meme. Yeah. It is absolutely it is hilarious. It will go down in history as one of the greatest things in the world. Cameraman, good job. Great job. Thank awesome. you for that. That is an incredible football meme that we will enjoy for years. Oh, yeah. At this point, yep. years. Uh, Charlie, other than that uh, famous meme that will be known from this Thursday night game, do you have anything else to add from Thursday night football? Anything about the Saints? Anything about the Cardinals? I just have to say I am so thankful we saw touchdowns on Thursday night football. Yeah, it was uh, awakening, I should say. Uh, It was a shock. There was some offense. It was fun. Um, I mean, it really was a fun game to watch, especially (sighs) when the news about Christian McCaffrey came out, but, you know. It kind of stole the show, actually. But, uh, good. We got some offense on Amazon. There you go. 
All right, Charlie, let's go into Bucks and Panthers first. What was an absolute punt fest? Charlie, my week ended pretty well. Anytime Tom Brady loses, anytime Tom Brady loses, it's a good week. Charlie, it's also a good week considering this is the first time the Panthers have beat Tom since he's moved down to Tampa. And it was in convincing fashion. Very convincing fashion. Charlie, the fact to the point where we trade away our best player who happened to be a running back, and then the Panthers go ahead and rush for 176 yards on what would be considered one of the top 10 defenses in the league, and if not a top 5 rush defense in the league. Uh, So absolutely stellar performance by the Panthers. Um, I don't know where it came from. I loved it. The Bucs looked absolutely pathetic. They were 2 of 12 on third downs all day long. Uh, I think this whole game was could be summed up between Mike Evans' uh, stellar drop, a very Julio Jones-esque drop uh, at the very start of the game on the very first play. Drops it in hilarious fashion, and it just went all downhill for the Buccaneers from there. Um, I'm proud of the Panthers. They look good here. They look good. I'm not getting my hopes up. But they looked really good. Our defense, as good as advertised. Like, we know that they are. But I was more impressed with our offense. P.J. Walker made some throws. He deserves to start this week. I think moving forward until he loses that job, he should be the starting quarterback. Tommy Tremble got in there for National Tight Ends Day, Charlie. Uh, It was incredible. I mean, it was just like... Wow, what am I? I don't even. I didn't even recognize the team I was watching at times. I was so impressed. DJ Moore had six receptions, including a touchdown, which he had not had all year long so far. Just uh, incredible performance. I'm excited to see the one thing I'd like to see more of: Terrace Marshall Jr. Either he's going to make the jump or he's not. Shy Smith, either he's going to make it or he's not. We need someone else besides DJ Moore. I'm super happy with our defense and not trading anyone else. I think this is a Panthers team that, after some reevaluation, we can expect to win some ball games next year. And I do think if this is the way they play for the rest of the year, we can expect some win some ball games this year. I'm not saying we're going to be good, but I do think we could be uh, outside or just inside the tenth pick in the draft. Which I'll take at that point. Okay. Um, I'll take it. I just got to say, if anyone thinks that their NFL team can run a college-style defense, look at the Panthers hmm. from week five to week seven. Yeah. I mean, it's... You see the difference between oh, an NFL coach and a college coach. Right. It's it, it's just insane. It's consistency. Yep. Consistency in the second half, too. So, yeah, absolutely insane. All right, Charlie, let's move on. We had the Bengals at the Falcons. Uh, absolute blowout show. These games started almost as similarly as the Bucks Panthers. Joe Burrow takes a deep shot to Tyler Boyd, and in this instance, it ends up as a, what, maybe 70, 80-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd on the first play of the game. Um, that and, was about. Uh, that's about all it took for the Falcons to be in and out of this game. Did you hear what T. Higgins said about how open Tyler Boyd was? No. Booty butt naked open. Uh, that's a pretty good description of it. Yep. It, it was a good pretty, description uh, of it. pretty crazy how wide open he was. Joe Burrow and this offense just absolutely got unlocked here, Charlie. I felt like this was a get-right game for the Bengals. Um, I wouldn't want to play the Bengals moving forward. I know that. Nope. I think they figured it out. I think hey, the, they... Bengals, the Bengals started slow last year, too. True. They did. They did. Um, Charlie, what I don't understand is the Falcons' lack of, of willingness to throw the ball. You know how many passes Marcus Mariota had in this game? Tell me. 13. Mm. 
And they were down by two touchdowns at halftime. Yeah. At halftime. And he only threw 13 passes, Charlie. At that point, why wouldn't you just play Desmond Ritter? If you don't trust, you have Kyle Pitts, you have Drake London, you have guys to pass the ball to. At that point, why wouldn't you put Desmond Ritter in there if you don't trust Marcus Mariota? I don't think it's that. It's that um, Arthur Smith's philosophy always has been, always will be, run the ball. When running the ball isn't working, run the ball. That is truthfully what he does, what he wants to do. And right, but you don't have King Henry back there anymore. Right. So that worked in Tennessee. It ain't working in, well, in Atlanta. Them, it worked for them last week. And that's kind of so it probably But they were relatively it. still in the game. You were they were in the game all last week. Oh, oh, right. Against right. you guys. Okay, I was I was confused. This game um, they yeah. went down very early. You would think maybe throw the ball. Yeah, you would think that they had to play a little catch up ball. Yeah. But they didn't. They just right. kept running the ball. But yeah, so maybe this will soften his stance a little bit. Maybe we do need to throw the ball occasionally. Um, I tell yeah, you, it's very Marcus, frustrating Marcus for Pitts. Marcus Mariota putting up very much, and this doesn't doesn't age well, but very uh, Justin Fields-like numbers. Yeah. Throwing the ball 13 times. Kyle Pitts and Drake London managers like myself. I have Drake London. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Knowing how much how how talented both those guys are, and to see how limited volume they're getting is just absolutely frustrating, Charlie. And like I said, I, I just feel like if you don't trust Marcus Mariota, you need to put Desmond Ritter in there. But something needs to change. If you go down 14 early, you need to throw the ball, Charlie. It just yeah. I don't understand. And if you're not going to throw the ball, you're going to find your way out of the NFL really quickly. You yeah. don't, I don't, you think... don't have Derrick Henry anymore. Right. Again, I still don't think, though, it's a trust in Mariota issue. Because that's why he went and got him is because he knows him, he trusts him. So I just think it was uh, poor management of play calling in, in, during the game. Listen, I hope it's I hope it happens again this week, but we'll see. All right, Chuck, let's move on to Cowboys Lions. What was an absolute a snooze fest in the first half uh, turned off to be uh, Cowboys uh, having a party in the second half. Uh, thanks to Jared Goff and his uh, several turnovers in the second half. Um, picks, fumbles, you name it, they had all of it. Um, Charlie, I think the main thing here, um, Amonra St. Brown goes out in the first quarter due to the new concussion rules. They even said he didn't have a concussion, but because of the rules, he couldn't even come back in. I don't think that helped them at all. They don't truly have any stud wide receivers outside of him. And right. Trayvon Diggs just absolutely went to work on yep. Jared Goff after that. Uh, and then all they had to do was focus in on Hawkinson, and that was about all they needed to do. Uh, Charlie, I wasn't really sure who I was watching here, whether it was Dak or Cooper Rush. Uh, it seemed like they it didn't really matter if it was one or the other. This offense was the same as we've seen it since Dak was in and since Dak's been out. Am I right? Yep, I would say so. I mean, this offense is named Zeke and Pollard. Mm -hmm. As it should be, in my opinion. As it should be, right? I do think Pollard has better upside at this point, um, but they're they're squeezing every last drip of juice out of Zeke Elliott uh, this year moving forward. So we'll see uh, what happens to the Cowboys. Every drip of juice. I'll be curious to see what happens with the Cowboys if their quarterback is forced to be in the game and they're forced to make the passes under duress. Yep. So we'll see. All right, Charlie, moving forward here. 
<coughs> we had the Colts and the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry absolutely went off. 30 touches for over 100 yards. Uh, Charlie, the Titans are like 11-3 and three if Derrick Henry has over 100 yards rushing. Another game, Shaq Leonard is out. Uh, Charlie, we talked about just absolutely terrible Matty Ice. Paris Campbell drops off for, pops off, I should say, for 10 receptions for over 100 yards. Almost every single reception was at the line of scrimmage. Charlie, are the Titans on their way to winning the AFC East? No. AFC West? No. South. South. Sorry, Jesus. Yes. I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a clean show at this point for the Titans, right? Yep. Is there anyone else in this division that can truly fight the Titans for the top dog spot? I would say if Matt, I know this sounds weird, but I think if Matt Ryan was still the quarterback, I'd say there's a shot. But they are giving up on him. Uh, I know he is hurt right now, but they're giving up on him for the season. Unless Ellinger really, I mean, you know what? With the Cooper Rush story, with the Bailey Zappi Walker story, with the sure he's one and one, but we'll I'll give it to him. Uh, maybe there's a chance, and maybe that's what Jim Irsay is seeing. But either way, that would be the only team I could think of. The Jaguars have really fallen off. Houston, no shot. I mean, it's the Titans to lose at this point. Fair enough. All right, Charlie, let's keep the train rolling here. We got the Packers at the Commanders. Um, you know, it was a bad day for all of the older quarterbacks in the league. If you're 35 and older and you're a quarterback in the NFL, you had a really shitty day, Charlie. Oh, yeah. Between Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, the top three oldest quarterbacks in the league, all three of them looked like shit. Yep. All three of them looked like shit. Yeah. Um, Packers, Commanders, this was a, this was a sequence of uh, – Pick sixes. Tyler, Taylor Heineke uh, comes in, does his thing. Of course, he throws a pick six, uh, and then just absolutely lights it up in the second half, uh, looking a lot better than what he what he did. Wide receivers are obviously becoming more part of the uh, offense now that Carson Wentz is out. Um, Charlie, I mean, I I watched I watched most of this game, and then I watched the highlights. And I still don't really know what I want to say about this game because I really don't know what to say about either one of these two teams. Right. Are we going to talk about the Green Bay on their <sighs> four-game losing or, I guess, three-game losing streak? Or are we going to talk about Washington getting another ugly win? I, well, that's, I, don't, I don't really know. I yeah. don't know what to think about either one of these teams at this point. Um. Let's just put it as a TBD on these guys. Um, I'm expecting a lot more from Green Bay than I am from Washington, but um, well, they they have the same record, so that's that. Um, how concerned if you're a Packers fan are you? On a scale of one to five, five being uh, you're having a full-on panic attack, one being uh, you're about as cool. R E L A X. Yeah, yeah. Where um, would you be? Three to four, I would say. Yeah, I'd probably put it more at the four part. Yeah, probably three and a half, four. Yeah. Um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers came out and a, said again today, yeah, the guys who are making say. more mistakes should shouldn't be not be, be, not be, be getting as much playing time. Um, I think that there are many mistakes that Aaron Rodgers is making by, 
I'm sure they have run plays called and he's switching to pass plays. And when that's he what, shouldn't be. And that, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that point up because, and that's what the last thing I wanted to say here your two best players are in your backfield, right? That's Aaron Jones and probably A.J. Dillon. Why are they? Why can you not line up in an I formation and run the damn ball like the Titans, like the Falcons, like anyone like that? Those are your two best players. Run the damn ball. Yep. Run the damn ball. You know your wide receivers are young. You know they are making mistakes. Then why are you throwing it 25 to 30 times a game? That should be running the ball 25 to 30 times a game. You got the backs to do it. Right. It's not like the Falcons who have Algier and... And they got a four back system right now because right. Patterson's still out. Yeah, it's like what the hell? Right. You got two studs back there. Yeah, what the Packers doing? Nope. I, uh, I think um, when Roger said simplify the offense, I think it's pretty simple. He's just complicating it and making it hard on his receivers. He's throwing to guys that he doesn't trust. He's trying to be play hero ball. Get. Hand the ball off, dude. Yeah, just hand it off. You're not going to be MVP this year. Right. So give it up. Why don't you win some games? I, I'm I'm hoping. I, I don't know when their buy is, Charlie, but I'm hoping they figure it out for fantasy managers. I still have A.J. Dillon on my fantasy roster, but he's been sitting on the bench since about week two. Dang. All right. Um, all right, buddy, let's move on. We had the Giants at the Jags. What turned out to be a, probably a more competitive game than the Giants would have liked. Um, it came down to uh, basically the last play. Christian Kirk makes a play for the end zone on the literally the last play. Gets stopped about half a yard, maybe a yard short of the goal line uh, for the go-ahead score. But Charlie, once again, feisty Jaguars, all right, making a play against what is considered a good team at this point. Yep. But once again, Charlie, Giants just find a way. And Daniel Jones didn't have a great day. But made up for it with his feet, making first down runs and conversions. Uh, like I said, I loved Saquon because of the volume. He got that volume like he will get. Um, but, you know, Charlie, I, Coach of the Year has got to go to Dayball, right? At this point? At this point, I'd say so. And there's only a couple of ways that someone could usurp him. Uh, but I would say. Good word. Thank you. How do you spell that? U-S-U-R-P. Kind of Is that exactly- an E? I would have guessed an E there to start it. Usurp? E, I would have guessed E-U-R. Oh, no. It's a U. Okay. Um, U-R. Spell it again? U-S-U-R-P. Kind of like it sounds. Usurp. Where's the R? You said U-S. U-S-U-R-P. Right where it Usurp. is in the word. Usurp. Usurp? Yeah. That's That's exactly one. how you would spell it. If that's you, that's pretty good. Usurp. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I've never heard that word before. Oh, you haven't? No. Read a book. <laughs> oh, no, it's too easy. So I think uh, unless Steve Wilkes brings the Panthers to the playoffs, uh, unless, I mean, I think you could argue that uh, Robert Sala is in the mix. Um, but I think that's all that could usurp, U-S-U-R-P, Dayball for the uh, coach of the year. Okay, I want to make it known now. If oh, if one more. If the Seahawks win the division, you could consider Pete Carroll. You could. That's fair. Uh, but I want to make it known right now, wherever we're at in the podcast, okay, I want everyone to know we're going to put out a poll. 
And I just want a simple yes or no if you've ever heard the word usurp before. You might be surprised. I just want to know. I just want to know. I guarantee Sean's probably heard it before. All right. Um, I don't know how many people would have heard usurp. Do you think Lily's heard usurp before? Oh, yeah. She reads. Have you heard usurp before? Oh, she reads. Oh, so because I don't read, I don't read books, so I've never heard usurp before. Well, that does expand your vocabulary, yeah. Have you heard usurp before? Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. okay. Well, what it means? Are we just a lesser IQ household over here? No, you just are missing a word in your vocabulary. She reads all the time. Well, it's a it's it means to overtake the throne. No, I got will. I got the context clues. That okay, wasn't the good. part. Context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I want to yeah. know. That's how you figure out words. Well, yeah. Or yeah, read a book. Well, yeah. well, or just use a dictionary too. Uh, but I want to know how many people have heard of usurp before. We're gonna put out a poll. Okay. We're gonna put out a poll. I'll be curious to see. Uh, all right, Charlie. I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna usurp you and move on to the next game. Did that work? No, not at all. That didn't work. No. Give me the definition one more time. It's like to overtake the throne. That doesn't that doesn't work here. Not really. I'm gonna no. or you, unless you think I'm the king. No, but you're okay, like well, standing no. on top of the soapbox, so I'm gonna move you off of the soapbox so I can stand on the soapbox again. I'll give you. I'll give you the. Give uh, I'll the give you that sort of. Uh, peripheral sort of usage there. I'm okay with it. Okay. All right. I don't love it, but I'll give it to you. Okay. All right. It will give me credit on an SAT score, basically. Mm, In the essay, they would say, oh, nice word. And they would give me the points for it. Oh, that's a weird way to use it. But okay, I'll let it pass. So I would get the points for it. It's a C. It's a gimme. It's like a a putt within uh, three inches of the cup. Soon we're going to have a a segment that is just like a vocabulary lesson for Bryce. It might be beneficial, but considering our both of our occupations, we should just probably move on. Okay, all right, we're moving on to uh, occupation. The Browns and the Ravens, where the Ravens, (laughs) where the (laughs) the Ravens (laughs) usurped the Browns in the division. Uh, Does that work? No, because the Browns were below them already. Well, 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 uh, (laughs) they're getting there. They're getting there. So the Ravens usurp the Browns. Let's do a hooked on phonics <laughs> podcast. I'm just gonna I'm gonna continue to use it wrong the whole podcast okay, from here good, on out. Good. All right. So Browns, Browns, Ravens, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, this was a actual. This was a legitimately competitive game. Gus Edwards comes back into the lineup. Absolutely stellar. Uh, if you played him in your daily lineups, if you played him in your fantasy lineups. He rewarded you right away. He, ended up, he didn't crush it yardage wise, but he did have two tutties on the day. I would uh, fantasy wise, I would expect Gus Edwards to be RB one moving forward. I I thought Dr- Kenyon Drake was going to be the guy. I started hearing game day reports that it was not going to be Kenyon Drake, and that they're really really excited about Gus Edwards and they like where he's at and they like where he is moving forward. With the news of J.K. Dobbins going down for another four to six weeks. Uh, that's really alarming news for J.K. Dobbins as the player. Uh, definitely alarming news for fantasy players uh, that you should absolutely get rid of him on your roster. Um, but I think J- uh, Gus Edwards is absolutely RB1 for the Ravens' backfield moving forward. So all that being said, this game came down to the referees, Charlie. This game came down to the referees, and it came down to the last couple calls in this game. Browns have the ball. They're on the they're on they're around the fifty yard line. Whether they're on the Ravens or the Browns fifty side of the fifty yard line, I'm not really sure. They throw a deep ball to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had a solid day. They throw a deep ball to Amari Cooper. 
Amari Cooper, and I don't remember who it was. It might have been Marlon Humphrey. I have no idea. Hand jarring down the sideline. And what they were literally, they were hand fighting the whole way. What has been normally called all season long of a no call. There's no flag. Normally, there's no flag on the play because they're both coming back and forth with their hands. Amari Cooper catches the touchdown, catches the ball, goes to the touchdown, flag gets thrown. They call offensive pass interference. I disagree because as soon as I it was it was in my opinion a very evident push off. And you think? as soon as I saw that and saw the flag, I knew it was on Amari Cooper. There was there was in that little hand move. There was instant separation, in my opinion. Um, so I just, I, I hate even I just think that it was a tough call to make. Yeah. And it was I an interesting do, call. I f- did find it obvious, though. I, I, I would have been pissed if I was a Niners fan because the receiver did it. Right. Truthfully. I don't, right. I don't necessarily disagree with the call. I think it was a tough call in the spot, but I do think... It would have been a missed call if he hadn't called it. Like an obvious miss, right. in my opinion. So but that's just my opinion. So penalty gets called, moves yep. the off moves the Browns back. Browns get back into relative field goal range. They line up to take a fifty six yard field goal. I don't know if you saw this play or not. They call false start on the offense. Yeah. They show the play, Charlie. No one moved. The Ravens jumped and they could have been called. The Ravens could have been called. But I've watched this play on replay on Twitter at least 10 times. Was it the center? They said that the center slightly like moved the ball. Fraction. I don't – again, it was one of those where it's like, it looks did like, you really call that? It looked like – I feel like they usually let him like kind of spin the ball Spe- reset right, it or Right, move it. Right. And that's where it's like it looked more like he was like fidgeting with the ball yeah. more than anything else. That's and a, that's not, what that caused the Ravens yeah. to jump. Uh, but they ended up calling it on the Browns as a false start on the center, which moved them back to a 61-yard field goal attempt, which Cade York, their rookie kicker, banged on us in the first week of the season this year. So you think he's going to line up and just absolutely drill it no matter what. Turns out he misses it. Game was it over. Because it, it. No, they said it was. They. I don't know. I didn't get a great replay after. But it was. But he like said he just missed yards it. Short. Yeah. And it was. It was clear miss. Yeah. So, it was twenty-three to twenty was the final score. I, I believe. Right. Sounds right. Uh, and I think. I think that they would have gone to overtime because of the field goal. But they miss it. Another crushing loss for the Browns. What felt like a karma loss for the Browns. For you know, getting a massage therapist quarterback, uh, but we we won't go into that. Um, I, I don't I don't know what to say here, Charlie. You, you know, you, you'd like to think if you're a Browns fan that you these are. I mean, how many games are the Browns going to lose that they've been in the whole way, and it's literally come down to one of the last couple plays. I mean, again with the Panthers, now with the Ravens. There was one I think either last week or two weeks ago that came down last to the last wire that I think Chargers. they end up winning. Um, it just, it, you know, where they get to when Deshaun Watson comes back, I feel like it's it's a guessing game at this point. Um, I think they're, what, 
Are they two and five? Do we know? Yeah, it sounds. I think they're two and five, right? They were two and one at one point in the season. I don't know that they've gotten a win since then. Right. Um, they're they they were they start off good and mm-hmm. now they're not so good. Yeah. Um, and this one really kind of seemed like it tipped them over the edge here. If they go on three and four, they would have been okay moving forward. But two and five, yeah, yeah. It's tough. You don't like your chances there for the brownies. So. Yeah. Um, all right, Chuck. Uh, you know, I don't really know much else to say here. You got anything else here for the Browns Ravens? I don't. I expect more from the Ravens, though. I expect more from Lamar. Yeah. I mean, start off really hot. These last two weeks, Charlie, he's looked like a dud. Yep. I don't know if it's just the Ravens, like, saying, hey, don't <laughs> don't let him pass because we can't pay him this much money. So, well, I don't know what's going on, but. He does not look like the same time, but Lamar, he did at the start of the season. Right. All right, buddy, let's move on to uh, a game that'll take us about five minutes to uh, wrap up here. Uh, Jets and Broncos. Um, Brees Hall tears his ACL. Charlie, Brett Rippon played this game. I don't know that – I think even if it was Russell Wilson – Same score. I think it would have been the same score. Yep. I do agree. I, I think it would have been the same score. Um, Zach Wilson – Kind of struggled. Obviously, this is a good this is a good Broncos defense, um, and I don't think the Jets are really there yet as far as their wide receiving and passing game goes. Um, but Charlie, Jets find a way to win. Jets find a way to win. Anything you want to talk about here? I don't know if the Broncos can hack it this year. Nice. You like that? Nice. That was a good one. Something to keep an eye on. Multiple reports increasing that Bradley Chubb, their famous, their their top tier pass rusher for the Broncos, could get moved if their season continues to spiral downward. So this is the last game before the trade deadline, which is November first. November first. So this is the last game before the yep. trade deadline. So keep an eye on that. Bradley Chubb could get moved, and it'll, for who it'll knows be a big what it be would be. Haul. It would be. Um, all right, buddy. Another game that probably won't take us that long to wrap up here. Uh, Raiders came out. Josh Jacobs is really good. Josh Jacobs, I think, at this point, even through week seven, has already earned an, a contract extension. He's carrying te- fantasy teams right now. 100%. Um, I think we just, I think it's getting to that point where we know who the Texans are. Would you yep. agree? Yep. I uh, like, they're not good. They're not great. Damian Pierce is going to get at least 20 touches. What he does with those 20 touches will either win you or lose you your game. Yep. Davis Mills, meh. Meh. Uh, we we thought he might be QB1 of the future. Not so sure of that now. Great qu- quarterback draft coming up. Another Brandon Cooks, obviously, you know, the famous guy. traded guy. Yeah. Another guy who's been in the rumor mill as far as being traded again. I hope he does for for his sake. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, Devontae Adams looked good in this game. Josh yep. Jacobs looked good in this game. Yep. Anything? No. You good? Yeah. All right. Seahawks Chargers. Charlie, I want to talk about... Uh, uh, you let me know what you want to talk about first. <laughs> Seahawks or the Chargers? What do you want to talk about first? Uh, go with the Chargers. <laughs> what the hell's up with Justin Herbert? I think he's hurt. You think he's hurt? I think he's probably you think he's more hurt. hurt than what they're telling us. Maybe, yeah. Because that would make sense because these looked like shit recently. And then now you lose Mike Williams. Mm, it's So now your hope and a prayer is on Keenan, Keenan Allen coming back who hasn't played since week one because of a hamstring injury. Yep. Thankfully, they have a bye week this week. 
So I think it'll be good for Herbie. It'll definitely be good for Keenan Allen. But, Charlie, I mean, Austin Eckler is about the only one on this offense who's had solid production. Gerald Everett. And Gerald Everett. Yep. Who's been okay. Right. Not great, but okay. Yep. I think the question more comes back to, we really thought this defense was going to be something else. Now, they're missing Herbert. Or, sorry, they're missing Bosa. Now they're missing J.C. Jackson, who really, you could argue, has been hurting them all season long. He got benched, so. I mean, here we are in week seven, Charlie, going into week eight. What do you... What do you want to see from the Chargers moving forward after the bye week? I mean, what can you put? If can you put your finger on? Is there something specific? Do they just need to all play better? I mean, I I don't know what to say because we all thought we all had high expectations for the Chargers coming into this year. So another team that I'm just like I'm kind of shrugging and throwing my hands up because I don't really know what to say here. I think they need to be more creative in the running game. They need to get the ball in Eckler's hands more, but like, I just don't. I don't feel. Um, I don't know if the the right word I'm trying to say, but like, I don't feel fooled by their run game at all. Austin Eckler's just beast moding it and doing what he can with. But I think they need to get a little more creative. I think teams are expecting either a power run from Eckler or Herbie throwing it. Um, and I know that sounds obvious, but lots of teams have very creative running games. I think they need to find a way and run the ball when Eckler's not in the game. Mm-hmm. Run the ball to your wide receivers. Run the ball. Don't don't have it's not like a dead giveaway whenever Eckler's in the game. And he's still crushing it. Yeah. Um but I, I it just seems a little bland. It's like let Herbie go make a play and it's usually not stand in the pocket pick apart the defense anymore like it was. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I need to see a lot from the Chargers. Yeah. With a very talented team. Very talented team. Um, Charlie, let's talk about a potential O'Roy um, candidate, Kenneth Walker. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is running the ball like, like Marshawn Lynch almost. Yep. I mean, he is running it with power, physicality, with speed. I mean, this guy looks really good. He looks really good running the ball. He does. Um. If you drafted him, it's paying off. If you grabbed him off waivers, it's paying off. Yep. I mean, this is, I, I, I you know, we're, we're nearing the halfway point, Charlie, and we all thought that the Seahawks would be a bottom three team in the league. They're right now, they're leading your division. Yeah. They are I mean, it is, it is impressive. Like you said, you could give hats off to Pete Carroll as potential coach of the year award, but. A lot of it's helped by the way Geno's playing. Yep. And the way they're able to just sustain drives. And their defense is not good, but they're able to get off the field when they need to get off the field. Well, I hear a lot of people say that (coughs) Geno's playing so well because of the way Pete Carroll empowers his players and gives them confidence. Yeah. I've heard a lot of that, and that started with, um, confidence in Geno last year, stepping in for Russell Wilson, giving Geno confidence. Um, and it's rolling over to this year, and it doesn't sound like there was much of a competition over the summer with Drew Lott. 
Yeah, I mean, it's been Geno all the way, and at this point... You see why. He's a top 10 daily fantasy play. Yep. He's a top 10 season-long fantasy play for quarterbacks yep. in, some, in some matchups. So, I mean, he's been killing it. He's been absolutely killing it. Um, you know, watch out for the Seahawks, man. If they keep... They, they, the Seahawks feel like a like the Giants, where it's like if they keep rattling off wins, you're not to deal with the Seahawks at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know how far that's going to go for them, but they're going to put themselves in a position where they're going to be fighting for playoff spots. So you're going to have to get past them. Yep. All right, buddy, let's move on here. Um, Charlie, I want to tread lightly because you know what game we're going to. Um, Chiefs Niners. And... Charlie, I want to tread lightly because I think the highlight of the 49ers up until this point has been your defense in D'Amico Ryans. That wasn't the case here in this week. You can say that again. That wasn't the case here in this week. Wasn't the case last week either. And so... We gave up more points in the past two weeks than we had given up all season. I, I'm I'm a little concerned. I, I know you got, you guys will figure it out. You, I know, I, I believe in Tamika Ryan's. I know you guys will figure it out. And obviously, you're playing one of the best teams in the AFC. So, you have a little asterisk there. But, to give up that many yards? I mean, what, what, what the hell happened here, buddy? Well, let me just say a couple things. Um, we are one of the most banged-up teams in the league, and the Chiefs <coughs> are literally the healthiest team in the league. And they're good when they're not what, healthy. What are you missing on D? Um, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw are starting uh, corner Emmanuel Mosley. Um, I was very disappointed in Charvarius Ward, who we got mm. from the Chiefs, who should have had a big day, <sighs> had his worst day probably of his career. Hufanga didn't look great either. He you got to pick. He was he was, he was highly rated on he, PFF. He was missing tackles left and right from what I saw. The entire team was. Mm. We did not tackle well, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. Um. We had opportunities. We were, it wasn't until the fourth quarter that it got out of hand. And we were down 11 points. We had them in, in third and 20. They were like six of nine on third downs. One was a third and 20. One was a third and 17 at the end of the game. We could, if we had made a stop on either of those, we had a chance. Um, Jimmy threw a bad interception in the red zone. That was really bad. That was um, really bad. He had a fumble at the end of the game to kind of seal it. Not to not play well. I mean, the highlight would be national tight ends day. George Kittle got 98 yards. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey got and 98 yards. Yep, and a tutty. Um, Tra- but, Travis Kelsey didn't get a tutty, but yeah, George got 98 yards and a tutty. Travis Kelsey also got 98 yards, and they both teams after we started to move to our backups because it got out of hand. They both teams tried to get them each the ball one more time to get over 100 yards for national tight ends day. Nice. Um, didn't happen, but. Um, so I, I think my main question here is like, I, I know I think this is a one-off, maybe a two-off, considering what what you want to uh, look at for last week. Oh, we also have linebackers out, so it we we do have significant injuries on the defense. But go ahead, sorry. Which seems like a common occurrence for the Niners, just with guys going to yeah. the blue tent. Um, but my question is this, Charlie: Are you seeing deja vu at this point? Like, do you think your team is just limited by however well Jimmy G will do? And I know you're a Jimmy G stan, but the criticism will always come back to Jimmy G, whether it's granted or not. But I think we once again saw 
that Jimmy G is limited when put in a negative game script situation where he has to throw the ball, he has to make throws, potentially more than 10 yards down the field. Charlie, are you nervous about that moving forward throughout the rest of the year? Do you feel like you're seeing deja vu? Um, I'm not worried about Jimmy. I'm worried about Kyle. Okay. Because I saw an alarming stat that I had no idea was the case. But when the 49er or when Kyle Shanahan as the 49ers head coach is losing by at least 3 points entering the fourth quarter, he is 1 and 24. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's like Matt Rule bad. So you know what that means the only win we had when we were losing entering the fourth quarter is last game of the year last year when we had a 17 point comeback in the in For the, the second half. No, against the um against the Rams to get into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um Jimmy has a lot of fourth quarter comebacks. So how wait, how does so that So I'm make guessing sense? that means games that were tied or loot or winning going yeah. into the fourth quarter and then we fall behind and then you come back and Jimmy's come back. And I mean, I think punctuated by that, that game last year at the end of the year, but that concerns me that losing by three points entering the fourth quarter, he's one in 24 now one in 25. Um, but overall, I'm not concerned again, super Beat-up team, playing a very healthy, incredibly talented, that had a great game plan coming into this game. But... Um, the deep shot to MVS killed you. That was the dagger. And they also had one to Juju. Yeah, well, yeah. And those yeah. were both on third and long. Yeah, yeah. That we should have stopped them. Mm. We only had... I mean, I can't imagine that we had many quarterbacks. I was surprised you guys... We only had one sack. Yeah, I was... Well, a, I was surprised you guys weren't getting to Patrick Mahomes more often which doesn't surprise me with as many guys that you have out. But B, I was surprised that you guys were playing zone defense for as long as you did. And I know that's your thing, that you play zone defense. But we did not play it well. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. You got to play a little combo against Patty Mahomes. That's what you know. I think Eric Armstead will be back this week, which will be incredibly helpful. Um, I mean, it's it's evident how much we've missed him. He went out against the Panthers. Um but besides that, like our only injury that we sustained this week was Kyle Yushek. And although that is a big injury, I'm th- I'm thankful it wasn't worse. Yeah. I mean, Debo's got a hamstring, he's day to day. Um uh one more person has oh, and Dre Greenlaw, our linebacker, has a thing he's day to day. Uh they should be fine, but I there is some sort of weird thing with, I imagine it's the coaching and the health of our players. Okay. All right, buddy. But, but uh, all, obviously a huge, great win for the Chiefs. Yeah. They stayed healthy through the game. Um, first time since 2017, the Chiefs had two wide receivers go over 100 yards. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what people, when... Uh, Chiefs fans would defend getting rid of Tyree Kill. They're like, well, he'll have to spread the ball around. First time they've had two. There you go. Yep. You got your proof right there. Yeah, and then, ta- and then Travis Kelsey was only two yards away from getting 100 yards. Yeah. 
All right, buddy, let's move on. We had the Steelers at the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. If you watched this game, it was kind of cool. They were honoring the 17-0 Miami Dolphins. Um, it's their, I think, 50th? No. What was it? 30th? No. It is 50th the anniversary. 72. 30th. Yeah. 50th. 50th anniversary. Yeah. 50th anniversary. Uh, pretty cool. Um, they were throwing their retro jerseys. The Dolphins were. Um, Steelers offense looks inept. They just keep trying to take deep shots and it's not there. Najee Harris can't get anything going consistently on the run game. Charlie, it wasn't. Uh, this is to his first game back, and I wasn't really impressed. I can't tell you how many. He had at least three or four picks that were dropped by Steelers DBs. They catch one or two of them. I feel like it's a different game. I- I'm going to give two of the benefit of the doubt, you know, just because it's his first game back. Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert was in the game. I mean, this was a very... McDaniels did a good job of spreading out the offense through everyone. It wasn't dominated by any one player or one position here. Uh, it was a good game. It was good to see Tua get through this game healthy Yep. Uh, without suffering any more setbacks there. Um, but I, I, I think I'd like to see the Steelers diversify a little bit more. Um, it was just really painful to see Kenny Kenny Pickett drop back on third downs and just take take a deep shot one on one when it's really not there. It's not there. They good good. They have good wide receivers, but I I, I I don't really understand the game plan. I'm starting to think that Matt Canada doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, the offensive line is trash. Yeah. Well, well, the offensive line even didn't do a bad job. The Miami defense doesn't have a great front four. So the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to get to him, and they were even talking about that in the game. They're like, well, Miami really wants to get after Kenny Pickett here. Like, they're going to really you know do it up. They, they've said the same thing about the Steelers. They want to get the ball out of to his hands. I, I get it. Um, but I, I wasn't really impressed with the Steelers' front four, or the, sorry, Miami's front four. Um, but it just, like, I'm starting to think maybe Matt Canada's time, it's, maybe it's time to go. Yes. It just, like, I, I don't get the offense. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I it's like it just it's confusing me. There's no consistencies with anything. They work their ass off to go third down and they get a third and four and then they take a deep shot on a one on one route. And it's like then Kenny Pickett throws it over his head. It's like what what the hell are we doing here? Let's just stay in a drive here. Let's help your QB out. Yep. Anything else here, Chuck? No, not until Matt Canada is gone. Okay. All right, I agree. All right, buddy, let's move on. Monday Night Football to wrap up the week here. Um, Wowzers. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone saw this. No. I did make a mistake. I realized this after the game started. I said, will Bill Belichick pass George Hallis as the all-time winning is coached? I realized, Charlie, what's my mistake? It's not George Hallis. Well, he wasn't trying to get the all-time winning as coach. He was trying to pass him on the all-time winning as coach list, but he would be number three at that point. Right, but it wasn't Hallis, was it? Yes, it was. It was? Yeah. I thought it was a different guy. No, it was George Hallis. I could have sworn it was a different guy. No. You're, so your mistake was the all-time winningest. Okay. That's your mistake. George Hallis, that's who he was trying, who he's trying to pass. <clears throat> okay. Maybe I'm okay then. Yeah. Regardless, all the listeners picked the Patriots, and that didn't happen. And so did we. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, so did we. Uh, Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones started this game, Charlie. 
Bailey Zappi came in after I think two or three, three drives. Three drives. Mac Jones didn't look great. It Mac Jones night ended after he threw the pick. Um, he looked good enough, but like even after every single drive that ended in a punt, which obviously didn't have many drives, right? But the first two drives that ended in a punt for Mac Jones, the literally, literally the crowd was chanting Zappy, Zappy, Zappy. Like it just like just shows you how volatile Boston fans are, and just like they it just like. No, screw it. We wasted a first-round pick on Mac Jones. No, we don't want him anymore. We're going to go with Zappy. It's like, I wish I knew what that life was like. I truly don't. Um, but we'll see. Is Zappy the real deal? He lost to the Bears 33-14. to 14. Yeah, yes. they didn't look They didn't had, look great he after. Good drives. He had two good drives, and then that was about it. They didn't look very good after that. Right. So, um, I, I, I don't know. Who they're going to go with? It's got to be Zappy moving I've forward. Heard, if you I pull heard, Mac for Zappy, it's got to be Zappy as the starter moving forward. Yeah. Um, I heard, I listened to a lot of press conference from Bill Belichick today, from after the game last night and from today. Did he say anything? God, no. Yeah, he it's doesn't so ever annoying. say anything. But he's like, oh, that's a hypothetical. I'm not going to answer that. Uh, let's move on. Let's. It was so annoying. It's like, answer yeah. a damn question. He won't. Your team sucks right now. Yeah. Answer a question. Yeah. Um, but basically, they were trying to ask, if Mac Jones is 100% healthy, is he the starter moving forward? Well, that's a hypothetical. Uh, if Mac Jones was healthy enough to start... Well, Oh, and okay, so what he did say... Was the plan was for Mac Jones to go back in in the second half? This was the plan all along. Was to fucking pull Mac Jones and put Bailey Zappi in for a quarter? That doesn't seem right. He's like, and then it just got out of the score got out of hand. I didn't think that was fair to Mac Jones to put him back in the game. Listen, I saw hey, Mac you Jones. Out your play caller. It first. was it. It was the drive before Mac Jones turned it over. It was the drive before, so it was his second drive. Mac Jones comes off. They punt the ball, and you could see him, Mac Jones, saying something to Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick clearly said something back, and Mac just like very disappointing and pissed off, shook his head and just walked off to the bench. What was said there? Who knows? But there's a clear riff. Between those two during that drive or after that drive. Uh, you know, try. I don't want to do Justin Fields any disservice here. I feel like we need to talk about him here. He had a good game. A surprising good game. When he hasn't played a very good game all year long at this point. In this game, it felt like he could use his legs more than any other game he's played in this That's year. Because they finally, probably after hearing all the media say... Why don't you make design runs for Justin Fields? Because that's the type of athlete he is. Right. They finally give him design runs, and look what happened. You spoiled Bill Belichick's night to win the George or beat out George S. Hallis to become the next most winningest coach on the on the list. And but as you guys a thrower, convincingly. But as a thrower, he looked good. Yeah. He looked a lot better than he has previously. And against a Patriots defense that is normally pretty damn good. It's because all of a sudden you, you're you giving the defense something to think about. Right, right. It's like, okay, this guy throws 13 times a game. Right. 
I mean, I mean, you're selling the you run opened, all the time. You opened up the offense by doing that. Mm-hmm. And what do you have to lose at this point? Barely nothing. Right. Barely nothing. You you win a big Monday night football game. All right, now let's stop putting the Bears on primetime, though. I mean, for real. Yeah, for real. All right, Charlie. Uh, that pretty much wraps up last week's games. Uh, Charlie, uh, the listeners went, what did I say, 8-6 and six last week. Yep. How'd we do? I went eight and six. You went seven and seven. It wasn't a great week. No, it wasn't a great week. It's a hard week to tell. Lots, lots of weird things happening. Charlie, speaking of a bad week, who's your good week? Bad week. Um, I would say it's a good week to be Seattle Seahawks fans, and the Seattle Seahawks. All of a sudden, you're in sole possession of first place in the NFC West, and the guy that you traded away is in last place in the AFC West. Um, pretty incredible what Seattle's been able to do in a tough division. Bryce, who's your good week? Charlie, my good week is Steve Wilkes. Panthers fans, please don't rake me over the coals. I know I didn't mention anything about Steve Wilkes or the videos that came out after the game. Because of this reason, I was saving it here for my good week. Steve Wilkes, Charlotte guy, born and raised, Winston Johnson C. Smith, literally Charlotte 704 through and through. Ends up becoming the interim head coach. Gets absolutely demolished in his first week. The second week beats Tom Brady for the first time in franchise history since he since Tom's been in Tampa. His team looked absolutely electric. PJ Walker, guys getting in that hadn't been in. Finally, it seemed like Steve Wilkes had been able to put in his game plans, put in his guys, the guys that he believes in, in the right places to win. And, Charlie, they win. Not only do they win, but they do it convincingly against who everyone thinks is a top dog in the NFC. It is a good week to be Steve Wilkes. Charlie, if you saw the videos that came out after this game, I truly believe that these players believe in Steve Wilkes. After watching this game, it made me want Steve Wilkes as the head coach. Not only does he truly believe and uh, and ideologize the keep pounding motto that the Panthers have that we should follow on a day-to-day basis. We hadn't been since Matt Rule, but I do believe he believes in it. It's a mantra in his day-to-day life. But just seeing the buy-in that all these players believe, David Tepper ended up giving Steve Wilkes a ball and Every single player in that locker room that was close to him, hugging him, touching him, all over Steve Wilkes. They wanted to be a part of him. They know how much he wants this. They know he got screwed over in Arizona. They want to win for this guy. He is a true, and I know it's cliche because we hear it all the time, he is a true leader of men. He gets these guys to believe in him and believe in his systems, and he finds that confidence and belief that we talked about with Pete Carroll This video alone made me want Steve Wilkes as my head coach. I have to take that with a grain of salt because he does need to be judged based off the rest of this season. But Steve Wilkes absolutely deserves a legitimate shot to be the next Panthers head coach. I truly believe that after this week. Charlie, it's a good week to be Steve Wilkes as a Charlotte born and bred native. First win as your hometown team franchise head coach. The tears. It was. It was. It was. Uh, I don't I'm know. Did I send your, you the video? No, but I'm talking about your tears. I will literally send you the video. You might have tears after you're watching the video. 
I'm telling you, it, it is. I believe it. I believe it. It is. It's heart throbbing. It's heart throbbing. If you haven't seen it, we'll see if we can put it out on Twitter. It is. It. It. You want to believe in this guy. You want to believe in this guy. Well, it gave awesome. us that H word that had been vastly escaping us all year long. H O P E. Hope. Charlie, who's your bad week? <clears throat> bad week to be the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan and Frank Reich and Jim Irsay and Colts fans. Um, I feel like y'all punted on the season. Um, but Matt Ryan did get hurt. I'm not sure why they decided to do the whole <coughs> Sam Ellinger will start for the rest of the season, but feels like a punt. And um, I think that punt... Frank Reich also just punted away his job. Fair enough. Charlie, uh, it's a bad week to be Charlie. Uh, you go out and you have such a high to go get Christian McCaffrey. It proves to you that the window is open. The vibes are high. And you go and you get absolutely decimated by the Chiefs offense. Like the one thing, if you would have said... There is a there's three different ways that the uh, Niners would have lose would would lose this game. A game ceiling interception by Jimmy G. Um like a maybe a missed field goal or your defense is getting absolutely obliterated and losing by 14 plus points. I think you would have sold your soul on the first two options more than you would the last option. And it's like the, the Niners' defense is the soul of their team, whether you want to believe that or not. I know you believe it, but some may not. So it's just like it's a bad week because like you get Christian McCaffrey, you think this is all going well, and then your defense just gets absolutely put on the spot, flashlight on them, sus from start to finish. Charlie, it's a bad week to be Charlie. Uh, I would disagree. Um, one... Although I picked the Niners to win, I would have been more surprised if we pulled off this upset considering health of the teams. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised to see how well Christian McCaffrey played. I had a great week because we got Christian McCaffrey. My fan Between my three fantasy teams, I scored over 500 points. I had a good week overall. I was expecting, well, let's just say, I was prepared for the possibility that we lose to the Chiefs. I was very excited about the possibility of beating them and everyone really taking us seriously again. But again, we were playing pretty bad last year. We were 3-5. and five. Right now we're 3-4. and four. We have a chance to take over the division next week because we play the Rams. Um, so, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not feeling your bad week. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Well... If you saw the grumpy gills mood that you came over here in, you, you you'd start to feel it. Well, just just know that like you know I've got a lot of things going on when I'm at home, getting ready to come over for this podcast. I asked you, to, I all I asked was, is my microphone here? Do you think you would, if I would have asked you the same question, do you think you would have given me any different type of response? Yeah. No, I don't. No yeah. shot. Yeah. No shot. But no then, shot. no but, shot. But then when I made it very clear, like. I didn't look. Obviously, I don't have a chance to look. Can you just go look to make sure my microphone's there so I don't leave? have to turn around, come back, get my microphone. Well, no, because I... You're just difficult as hell. Oh, okay. So, that's all. That's all. 
This you is the, you this make is our... me grumpy all the time. All the time. All the time. Got it. Okay. Just 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 looking at that fucking face of yours mm-hmm. makes me grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. So when I text you, I get an automatic response most times. Yeah. No. Not true. Not true. <laughs> not true at all. Not true at all. But not no, true one, at all. no one does anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, I've got I've got I've got stuff ah, going on. My wife doesn't even get an automatic response when she texts okay. me. All right, Chuck, are you ready to move on to this week's games? Yeah, I was ready like five minutes ago. All right, buddy, let's go ahead and get it rolling here. We got Thursday night football. Ravens at the Buccaneers. Baltimore is favored by one and a half points, Charlie. My love for this game is going to be Mark Andrews slash Mike Evans. I think this is going to be a pass-happy game. My hate are going to be the two starting running backs for each team. Playoff Lenny and Gus Edwards. I think both teams are not going to be able to run the ball as effectively as they would. I would expect some volume for both those guys, but I don't like the numbers at the end of the day. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Um, so I, I say love for Duvernay. Having said that, in my league, he gets points for um, returns, mm-hmm. return yards. Yeah. And so his projected points are always high. So I don't necessarily love his projected points, but um, I think he has a chance to do the most with Rashad Bateman probably out. Sounds right. like he'll probably play. Rashad how, Bateman will? Yeah. Okay. How effective he is at this point, no one knows. Right, right. Okay, okay. Um, my hate is TB12 because I think they've got issues. Mm. Um, now Glaring issues. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would say, well, this might be – he's going he's gonna to be mad. Well, he should have been mad last week. He should have been mad the week before. So, um, yeah, hate TB12. Bryce, who's your game pick? Uh I want to say the same thing as I feel like you're saying. I'm going to say the Ravens get a win on the road here, and the panic button goes off for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm hitting. I'm hitting the Ravens on this one, and I'm hitting the panic button for Tampa Bay. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Let's move on. We have our last London game, not international game, but London game. Broncos at the Jaguars. Charlie, this is we have Sun- two more international games. Got I, a, I believe so. There's two Ge- in Germany. One, one in Germany. Germany and the Niners and Cardinals play in Mexico yeah. City. There you go. There you go. Um, so, Charlie, Broncos at the Jags. This game's at 930 on Sunday. Thank God no one ever wants to watch this game unless you're a fan of either one of these two teams at this point. Charlie, the Jags are favored by three and a half points. Who is your love-hate? Uh, I don't really. I put it's love- tough. I put. Love, I had a really hard time with this game. I put Love ETN just because he's going to be the bell cow for them now. Volume. But Denver's defense. Um, I hate this game. Who you got? I loved Cortland Sutton, and I hated Christian Kirk. Okay. You know, I I don't really know. I, well, TB, I, wish, I wish we had a punt option. Yeah, I kind of do too. I don't, and and a lot of that stems from Maybe we, we don't really know that. if Russell. We can have one game of a punt. Of a punt. Yeah. I I don't know if Russell's going to play this game, which I think played a major part in my decision making. But I just I I don't like either one of this. I, like I could very much see this game being like a thirteen to seven kind of game. In London? Well, yeah, that's the only game that Denver's ever in. (coughs) True. Uh, Who's your game pick? Uh, This is like the Jaguars home away from home. Yeah. 
I guess I'll go with Jags. I was literally going to say the same thing. Like, just home away from home, just going to go Jags, just because I don't really know who's going to play quarterback, but I'm not really sure it matters at this point. Right. All right, buddy, let's move on. We have the Panthers out the Falcons. The Falcons are favored by six full points. That seems like quite a large spread, um, but we'll take it here. Uh, Charlie, I didn't really have a love, and we just kind of talked about it off air. I don't know what I can trust from the Panthers. What I saw last week was awesome. I loved it. I would love to see it again. Can I trust that I will see it again? No, absolutely not at this point. So I would like to see it. I don't know what my love is going to be, but I know there's one guy that I absolutely hate, and it's because of Arthur Smith and his terrible usage of his offensive playmakers, and that is Drake London. Okay. Charlie, who do you got? I love Algier in this because besides last game, the Carolina's run defense is not very strong. Mm, I would argue that. uh, Well, I mean, stats say otherwise. But um, uh, Algier, I mean, uh, Arthur Smith, sorry. Is going to pound the rock. Um, so I love Algier. And same reason you said your hate for Drake London, I hate Kyle Pitts. Who you got? I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to go Panthers. All right. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You've probably picked them twice this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like that. And I'm going to go Atlanta at home. I don't like the six-point spread. Yeah, I don't like the six-point spread. But I... If the Panthers can shut down the run defense or run offense for the Falcons, I think they're going to be in a world of hurt. So the way you have it right now, Tampa Bay losing, Carolina winning, that would put Carolina in sole possession of the NFC South. Yes, it would. Like we're back in 2014, baby, that is where the wild. Panthers won the division at seven, eight, and one. That's <laughs> that's right. Yes, wild, yeah. absolutely wild. Um, yeah, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. The Feisty Falcons at home, I, I don't trust the pick, but I'm going to ride the wave. Good. All right, buddy. We're moving on to the Bears at the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by 10.5 points. Some pretty large spreads here considering what the games ended up being. Uh, Charlie, my love is going to be Pollard and Zeke. Those are the two focal points for the Cowboys offense, so I'm just going to, again, ride the wave. Going to let them go. Uh, my hate, um, I'm going to say it's going to be more Justin Fields, I think the Cowboys will do a good job of containing him in the pocket this game and making him make those throws. Um, I don't like Justin Fields here. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love uh, I, I, the exact same thing. I love Zeke and Pollard. I hate Fields, but anytime I've had a hate against the Cowboys, it's always the quarterback against the Cowboys, and there's not a single quarterback, including Jalen Hurts, who have had a big game against. So even in their losses, their two losses, the quarterbacks haven't had big games. So I feel pretty good that Justin Fields is likely going to be contained. So you're going Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I am too. All right, buddy, let's keep it moving here. We got the Dolphins at the Lions. Miami's favored by three points. Only three points, Charlie. Does Vegas know something we don't? Yes. It has to feel like that, right? I think that Jared Goff could turn it back on this game. It might It might be. Like, I really, I, and I know we'll get to game picks, but it, it feels like this might be a Lions win. This might be a weird Lions yeah, win. Yeah, it really could be. Um, my love is going to be Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. I know, I know what I just said mm-hmm. with the Lions mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. And I still stick by that, but I do think 
this could be another Seahawks Lions showdown where it's just a ton of points and whoever makes the most mistakes ends up paying for it. So I like Tyreek or I like Jalen Waddle. One of them is going to get locked up by Akuda. Whoever doesn't, I think we'll have the the a really productive day, especially when it comes to daily. My hate's going to be Jared Goff, but I don't I don't really like that either. If I could switch it to James um, Jamal Williams, I probably would because okay. I, I just feel like this is a game that's going to lean itself more towards the passing than it will be to the rushing. Um, I love Mostert in this one. I hate Gesicki for no reason. Uh, because I needed to come up with a hate. Fair enough. Um, what is your game pick? Gosh, this is hard. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm you gonna go. I'm, no, I'm gonna go Miami. Okay, I'm going. I don't even feel like that's safe, but I'm going Miami. I'm gonna say fuck it. I'm gonna go Lions. You should. I, I'm gonna I, go Lions. I think this is a good spot. I, I, do, I don't like the win. spread. That that spread me. It's that's alerting. Yeah. That's alerting. Only three. I mean, I know I know the Lions are at home, but Miami only three. I don't know. That's something's weird here. I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna I go like Lions. Like Lions in a weird one. All right. Uh, let's move on here. We got the Cardinals at the Vikings. Minnesota's favored by three and a half points. That seems like a much better spread. Charlie, who's your love hate? Uh, I love Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, DeAndre's just going to get the ball. Yeah, no matter what. Yep. Um, I like Dalvin Cook to get some good. Get the rock. Yeah, get, yeah. Some, get some good production. I hate defense in this game. I like. Uh, shoot out? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it too. Um, my love is going to be Justin Jefferson. Again, just like D-Hop, he's going to get the rock. Yep. It's just a matter of how many times and how productive he is with those uh, opportunities. My hate's going to be Rondale Moore. I think it's just very obvious now that D-Hop's back. That D-Hop is the only person that Kyler Murray trusts. And I don't like anyone else on this offense besides maybe James Conner slash Eno Benjamin moving forward. Zach Ertz will always have some production. Yeah. Um, But Eno Benjamin, James Conner, those are the only two guys that I would trust on a a week-to-week basis. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to get hot. I think they're going to get hot here. Um, I'm going to go Vikings, although I actually... They're running away. They're going to run away with this division, Charlie, where we, where you were really critical of the Vikings all year long. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals. Not many... Huh? Not many people... Uh... I don't want the Cardinals to win, but I think, I think they might pull it off. Okay. I don't think that I still don't think Minnesota's defense is that good. I don't think they're that good, but I think they're good enough to win their division this year. Sure. I'm good with that. Okay. Uh next we have the Raiders at the Saints. Vegas is favored by only two points, Charlie. Who is your love hate? I love Josh Jacobs. I hate Hunter Renfro. Who you got? Yeah, I love Alvin Kamara slash Josh Jacobs. I think both of them are volume monsters uh for both offenses moving forward. I hated Devontae Adams. I don't like that. If I could switch it again, I would probably say Waller or Renfro, but those seem like very obvious picks at this point. So, Charlie, I'm going to go again. I think the Raiders are going to be on the trend. I think they're going to start making a comeback here. I'm going to go Raiders. Get the win. Yeah, I like the Raiders in this one. All right. And, let's... and we're not sure who's starting for New Orleans. Yeah, I, I th- think it's Dalton. I think it'll be Jameis. But I, I, 
that's just based on the fact that he was able to play last week. Right. I think they stuck with Dalton because they were cool with how he was playing, and then he didn't play well. Either way, Olave is going to get the targets, they, no matter who like the quarterback is. My thing is. is, if they're going to throw interceptions, might as well have Jameis in there. Yeah, uh, true, true. Um, all right, buddy, let's move on. We have the Pats at the Jets. New England's favored by two and a half points, Charlie. What's your love-hate? Uh, I'm going to love Michael Carter in this one. Okay. Um, I don't know that I love that, but uh, that's who I'm going with. Um, I hate the quarterback for New England is what I put because it's either Zappy or Mac Jones. I think I think right now Zappy gives them a better chance to win. Um, hard to say. Who you got? Yeah, I. I love the running backs on both teams. Michael Carter, I think James Robinson will get some carries, probably not many, but some maybe. Between Harris and Stevenson, I think both those guys, again, I think both teams will try and focus on the run game more than they will the pass game. My hate is going to be quarterbacks, Charlie. I don't like Zach Wilson. I don't like Zappy or Mac Jones. Sauce Garner has been locked down since day one. Um, who's your game pick, Charlie? I know. I uh... I'm gonna go Jets. <coughs> I'll go Pats just to be different. All right. I'll go Pats just to be different. All right, let's move on. We got the battle for Pennsylvania here, Charlie. Steelers at the Eagles. Charlie, Philadelphia is favored by eleven full points. Uh, Charlie, my love is gonna be either AJ Brown or Devontae Smith. We're talking about the number one team in the league right now. This is the undefeated E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts and this offense is just going to absolutely steamroll the uh, uh, Stellar's defense through the passing game. May not be through the running game. Jalen Hurts might make some plays with his feet, but this game is going to come down to who lights it up more, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, one of those two guys. My hate is going to be Kenny Pickett. This defense is absolutely dominant, Charlie. I mean, dominant from start to finish, from the back end to the front end, from the front end to the back end. That's the Eagles team that I could absolutely say making a very deep run into the playoffs at this point. Coming off a bye, where the Steelers are very banged up at this point, I think it's obvious who my game pick is. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Yeah, I think in fantasy, play all the Eagles players you have. Um, off a bye, this is brutal for Pittsburgh. I, I love Miles Sanders in this one. I, I really think that anyone that can touch the ball in the Eagles offense is going to do well. I hate Najee Harris in this one. I'm going Philly. Yeah, I got Philly as well. All right, buddy, let's move on. We have the Titans at the Texans, which should be a relatively easy game for the Titans, which you never know with a divisional game. Tennessee's favored by only one and a half points. Once again, does Vegas know something we don't? Does Vegas know something we don't? One and a half points, Tennessee? That seems weird. At the Texans? That seems odd. Who's your love hate? Love Derrick Henry, hate Davis Mills. Love Derrick Henry, hate Brandon Cooks. I'm going Tennessee. I got Tennessee too. And probably a closer game than what most people would imagine. One and a half points though? Nah, I see a three-point game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the Commanders at the Colts. Sam Ellinger's first start as a Indianapolis Colt, Charlie. And surprisingly, Indy is still favored by two and a half points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Um, I love Jonathan Taylor. I, 
I don't really. I mean, the, the Colts' rush, rushing offense has been trash. It's been terrible. Um, I Their run defense has been much better. I think especially that they're going to have to get the, you know, the running game established, but I think Washington's going to know that. Um, I actually hate indie pass catchers in this one. Who you got? I like, like, not love, like Michael Pittman. I don't know who Sam Ellinger is going to trust. So I don't really know who to love here. Um, I, I could say like Brian Robinson as well, um, just because I think with Heineke back, they're going to want to establish the uh, commies going to want to establish the run game. My hate's going to be scary. Terry, I just think this Colts secondary is too good to give up uh, big chunk plays. I don't know. Charlie, you go first. Who's your love? Who's your game pick? I'm going to go Washington to get their third win in a row. I'm going to go I'm going to go Colts. I'm going to go Colts. I'm going to go Colts. I think it's a coin flip. No, I do th- I I agree. The only reason why I'm going Colts cuz it's a home game. That's it. All right, buddy, let's move on. We got the Niners at the Rams. Charlie, I'm going to make this real easy. San Francisco is favored by 2 points here. Charlie, my love and hate, it's going to be very simple. My love, Kyle Shanahan. My hate, Sean McVay. Fair enough. That's normally how this game goes, and that's how I predict this game going, especially at home for the Rams. It won't make a difference. Uh, I love George Kittle. I hate Allen Robinson, and I say that because Allen Robinson actually had an impactful game last week. He did. So I just want to say don't count on it. Um, I'm going San Francisco. Yeah, I got San Fran all day. All right, buddy. Uh, next, we have the Giants at the Seahawks. Seattle's favored by three full points. Giants traveling to the West Coast. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Um, I love the running backs in this game, and I hate Tyler Lockett. I have the same love. I love the running backs just be based off straight volume. Saquon um, and Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hate is going to be – I didn't really I didn't really love my hates. You could say Wandale Robinson – is the number one wide receiver for the Giants. You could say, uh, oh, geez, what's his name? Marquise Goodwin, debatably the number one wide receiver for... Um, He'd be the number two. For uh, no, thing. Lockett runs as the two. Oh, Marquise okay. runs okay, as the one when DK went down. Right. Um, so I would say, hate Marquise? Sure. I don't know. What's your game pick? I've got the Giants. I, I, I This is going to be a great need... jersey game. Yeah. The Giants will probably wear the white. Seattle will be in the green. It's going to be a really cool game jersey-wise. Charlie, by the way, fun fact, only game between two teams with winning records. This week, wow. Um, yeah, I'm going Giants because I really need them to win. I'm going to go Giants as well. I just think Dayball is going to find a way to win. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know how or why. He's going to find a way. How, when, or how. Yeah. All right, Sunday Night Football, we got the Packers at the Bills. Charlie, this is a spread I can get behind. Buffalo's favored by 10.5 points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Uh, I love Buffalo, and I hate Rodgers. Yeah, I love Buffalo. I, I could say a million different players. I don't really love Singletary, but I hate Dylan. I hate Dobbs. I hate, you know, you name it. Put any other wide receiver back there for... The Packers. This is going to be all Bills, no Packers at all. Charlie, I got Bills 
going all the way. Uh, not all the way, but I got Bills going all the way in this game. I think this is a national spotlight game for the Packers where everyone starts to hit the alarm button. Uh, I got Buffalo, too. Okay. All right, buddy. And to wrap up our games this week, we got the Bengals at the Browns, which should be hopefully a competitive game on Monday Night Football. Cincinnati is favored by three full points. Charlie, I'll let you go first. Who is your love-hate? Joe Burrow. I hate Amari Cooper. Who you got? Charlie, my love is going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, My hate is going to be Chunt uh, slash Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I think the Bengals. The Bengals. You know how many points the Bengals have given up in the second half? Tell me. This season. The Bengals have only given up 27 points in the second half this season. Every single one of those points, field goal. Dang. Only given up a field goal in the second half of every single game so far this year. I think they continue that trend, Chuck. All right. All right, Charlie. It's time to slow it down and talk a little daily. What do you think, buddy? You like the smooth tones of that sweet jazz? That sweet money talk? We never played jazz or anything, so I don't understand the the jazz. Wow, 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 wow. That wasn't no, I that's jazz. That it's was. jazz in my mind. That's all that matters. Okay. So, Charlie, let me give you your daily fantasy breakdown. Charlie, I told you last week was a little stiff. And DraftKings opened it up to have a little more fun this week, Charlie. So, starting off, Charlie, all right, we got Tua Tungavailoa at $6,200. Very solid fantasy play here going against the worst defense in the league, with the Lions, what we have already talked about, what could very well turn into be a shootout for the decades, Charlie. Tua, $6,200. Love the play. Charlie, my running back for the week is going to be Tony Pollard. Only $6,100. Going on the backside of the Tua flip here, I think, or actually, on the other side. Who the... Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. I was just thinking of like little... Cowboys and bears. That's what it is. I was going to say, I was just thinking of sound effects uh, I could make in between your... You hit the little DJ scratch. Skirt! Oh, well, no. I meant like like jazz sound effects. Like like a... Type of thing. And then... then, But then you like all of a sudden went DJ scratch. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um, but I do like Pollard's fantasy value. So as far as smooth jazz, nothing smooth. Yeah, that wasn't that. was so that wasn't so smooth. No, but I'll get back no. to it. All right. So let me talk a bunch of sweet nothings into your ear here. Okay, Tony Pollard at sixty one hundred dollars. I love the play here against the Bears. We know he's going to get the volume. We know he's going to get the touches. Tony Pollard makes the most of what he gets. Tony Pollard, Charlie, sixty one hundred dollars. Charlie, you know here at DraftKings, they play three wide receivers. Therefore, I like to do two. I'm going to start. <laughs> this, whole, this whole smooth jazz thing is not going so well. It's a bad week, buddy. We're going to we're gonna need to call it something else. Woo, that was bad. Charlie, uh, A.J. Brown is <laughs> going to be my wide receiver, My one of my wide receivers here. It's $7,700. Uh, I, like your, a, I like A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me do it again. I like my I like my play. A.J. Brown's going to pop off here in this game at only $7,700. 
Charlie, my other wide receiver is going to be Jalen Waddle at only $6,700. Hey, can I call a quick pause real quick? I don't think we gave Monday night picks. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Oh. I got Cincinnati. Yeah, I got Cincinnati too. Okay. Continue with your um, emphysema jazz. Okay. <laughs> my tight end. Uh, I got TJ Hawkinson spending up a little bit here. Uh, you got to find some value here in the tight ends. They're getting a little bit more expensive. Uh, and with tight ends, um, there's very limited supply on who is playing well right now that can actually provide you solid fantasy points. So I had to spend up to get Hawkinson here, which I think he will give you that value back on the point <clears throat> ends. And, Charlie, my defense here, you know I don't like paying more than $3,000 for a defense. I straight up won't do it. So I didn't love anyone else below them, but I thought the Panthers could give you your best investment on returns here. At only $2,800 going up against the Falcons' defense, I like Marcus Mariota to cough the ball up maybe once, maybe twice. Uh, Falcons um, don't score a whole lot of points, so I'm taking (laughs) Oh, God. So you're taking the Panthers' defense at twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'll close Thank that you, out for you. Thank you, um, Bryce. And I'll tell everyone that is your emphysema jazz. Uh, DraftKings picks of the week by Bryce Sneed. Thank you. I mean, oh God. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> Bryce, that about wraps it up for us. Yeah, uh, you want to do Chavez? But now, yeah. So am I going to do this here? You do it. You do. Oh it. God. Yeah. All right. Now I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's now time for the uh, best segment in podcasting. That's right, Bryce. Charlie. Oh, that's a pretty good one. That's that was pretty good. I, I dug deep for that one. That, you did. That was pretty good. Um, I'll go first since I I don't know the, how well I'll be able to finish the segment. Right. What, what's giving you the red ass this week? The right? phlegm, Charlie. The phlegm. If you can't tell by my smokers, if you if you've got phlegm on your ass, that's a different. That's well, a... listen. Yes. <laughs> uh, but what's given? It's been chapped in my throat as well. Uh, <laughs> has been. It's the, not get too. It's yeah. not get, let's keep a PG. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has been. <laughs> Uh, I can't get rid of this cough, Charlie. I got all the phlegm draining. I got a lot of drainage right now. I've been, trying, I've been trying to pop the mucinexes. Now, did really... we not have this exact? Did you not have this exact same chapter last last week? Mm, or no? no, no. Okay, no, no, um, no I didn't. Uh, I said last week was the way of the panther. Uh, this oh, week oh, it's right, the right, 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 right. Um, okay. So I just, I don't know. I can't, I've been trying to get rid of it, Charlie. I can't get rid of it. Obviously, I have that 20-year smoker cough that I, I just can't get rid of. It's all phlegm. I just can't, I can't find a way to clear out the system. I need to just Try double. a neti pot, dude. I, I, I'm nervous about the neti pot just because I don't want to get a sinus infection. And I've heard a lot that's, of. That's the whole point of it is to prevent sinus <laughs> infection, to clear out a sinus infection. Oh. How sick, I need how a, sick are you? Why I'm not I at sick. Your house? I'm not sick. Okay. I'm not sick. I've taken. I've taken the tests I need to take. And I tested negative. Okay. I got my flu shot. I just it's it's phlegm. I don't know. It's just it's the constant changing of the temperatures, which throws me off to begin with. Right. But it's just the it's the drainage. I don't know what. It's, it's been screwing me up for about a week now. Uh, well, for going on a week, um, and I just I can't get rid of it. I got I I'm trying to double down and get rid of it, but obviously, as you guys can hear, it sounds terrible. I've been coughing up a lung and a lot of mucus when I wake up in the morning. TMI, I know, but that is my chapping ass. Well, you really got in there deep for uh, the TMI there. You real really deep like. Yeah, yeah, real real nice and deep like. Um, Bryce, what's chapping my ass this week? Um, 
besides you coughing every time I start talking, would be, so I, Lily and I tried to go to the fair. Uh, we waited, you know, and I told you this, uh, but we waited in line to park like an hour and a half. Our fault, not poor planning. We didn't bring cash, so we couldn't even park close enough. And then we were running out of time because Daisy's got a time limit, you know, when she needs to go to bed and whatnot. So we just ended up leaving. And so we were in the car probably for like two and a half hours as from like uh, commuting and waiting to park. And it was frustrating. And I get here to your house and I tell you that. And what you think is the best thing to do is to pull up videos of you eating fair food and talking about the fair. Don't, don't, don't you interrupt me, goddamn yet. Eating fair food and like speaking with your mouth full, giving your 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 uh, your reviews and whatnot, and it looks so delicious. It really does. And I, you know, I trust your reviews, and I love watching those videos before I go to the fair, which I had already done. But now it just felt like you were rubbing it in my face that I didn't get a chance to try these. And you said, you know what? I thought it would make you feel better. Well, no, Bryce. It does not make me feel better watching you eat this delicious fair food again when I didn't even get to go. Now i got to wait a whole year. And I'm sure I will see your video next time before I get to go. That's what's chapping my ass. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> All right, Charlie, like, rate, subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Bryce, you're losing your voice. You Until sound next week. I know I do. I know I do. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks again. Uh, like, rate, subscribe. Thanks, y'all. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at UN dot solicited advice underscore until next time bet the over